0: Hey guys, it's Pastors Aaron and Terry Bagwell, and we wanted to say thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend to keep others around you encouraged throughout the week. We hope you have a blessed day and enjoy the podcast. God bless you. I want to dive into this message this morning called Finding Balance finding balance. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt like that tightrope guy right there with life? (laughs) When I saw that image, I'm like, oh, I know that guy must feel a little bit. You know, you you feel like you're trying to just stay balanced, stay up, keep pushing from one side to the other side, and it can be very tricky at times. But there's good news, and we're going to get into it this morning, that the Lord is giving us a path giving us guidance, and giving us direction for our lives to assist us in finding balance in all the various areas of our life. Now, we're all busy. Can we say amen? I mean, we are the busiest society of all time. There is more coming at us in every direction than any generation that has ever lived on the face of the earth. This is not normal times. These are not like anything else in history. In fact, when you look back at world history for thousands of years, the, the communication circles were so small that even when you got into the semi-modern era, and I mean the 17 and 1800s era where you were starting to explore the world and such, maybe one newspaper a month, you could kind of sum up as much news as you could get. But nowadays, we are so bombarded with everything possibly happening on the face of the earth. And not only that, we have more people living on the earth than ever before. And I think it's been said the world population has doubled or close to doubled in the last 50 years. That's a crazy thought, isn't it? And so we have information coming at us at an all time high. We have more people than have ever walked to the face of the earth simultaneously at an all time high therefore increasing the amount of information coming at us. And then you mix it all with something called devices. And it's dinging us, right? It's hitting us at all times. If you're crazy like me, you even have a watch. Does anybody ever feel like your watch dings you and you're not even wearing it? No, that's just me. Like, I get so used to the dinging of the watch. Terry and I will joke sometimes, well, Jimmy would be like, oh, what? And I won't even have it on. I'm like, that's weird. Like my brain is messed up (laughs) that it thinks my, I had a ding and there's no watch on my wrist. Right. But we've watched some documentaries on this and there's scientific validation to why that happens. And so what's happening is that we are programming ourselves to be at like level 10 at all times. It's hindering our rest, it's hindering our relationships, it's hindering our sleep, and most importantly, it's hindering our commitments. And that's commitment to each other, that's commitments to things like church, that's commitments to careers, it's commitments to school, on and on it goes. So we are living in really a very challenging time of history, but aren't you glad the Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever come on let's praise God for that so even as <clears throat> excuse me as times are changing as things are going crazy at moments as we're feeling overwhelmed at all times have you ever wanted to just shut off from the world and find it almost impossible I know Terry and I have felt that way it's like hey we just want to like shut down for a few days but we're so dependent now that it's it's almost it almost feels impossible like I can't turn my phone off for various reasons that's a weird thought isn't it so we have to understand that why all this is new for us nothing is new under the sun as the word of god says and because jesus is the same yesterday today and forever the truths through his word that he gives us will help us even in these times and will help us find balance and will help us most importantly find peace that we're really looking for so i want us to read a scripture then we're going to pray And jump into this word for a few moments. But would you go with me to Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And it says this. We know that all things. Everybody say all things. So everything we just talked about. That's all things. All things work together for good. To those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. When you are submitted to God, when you are saying, God, Lord, take my life. Lord, I'm no longer living for myself. Lord, I want to be surrendered to you as a Christian. I give my life to you as a follower of Jesus. You are surrendering your life according to his purpose. You unlock something that he will make all things work together for good because you love God. Now, if you don't love God, this doesn't apply to you. And that all things in your life will not work together for good. In fact, they'll work together for destruction most of the time. But God can take even destructive things in your life when you are surrendered to him and do miracles and make it work together for good somehow. Have you ever been in a scenario where something terrible took place and in your flesh you didn't know what to do? You didn't see any way out of it. You saw no good out of it. But through the miraculous hand of God, he began to work things together for good. He began to take a tragedy and bring life out of it. See, that's what God does. He he brings the lily in the valley. He brings life out of ashes. So even in the most trying of moments or harsh of situations, you can find God in the midst of anything. So let's pray as we dive into this message on finding balance. Lord, I thank you. Lord, it's just for the next few short minutes we have together today that your word will penetrate our hearts, give us hope, exhort us, and lift us, especially as we enter into this very busy season. Lord, I thank you you'll cause things to somehow slow down in the midst of the busyness. Father, we thank you for every blessing. We thank you for our families, for relationships. Lord, we thank you for all the people that are wonderful in our life. And Lord, we even thank you for the ones that challenge us and our heart for us. Because, Lord, we know you're working all things together for good. So, Lord, we submit all of this to you today and pray Holy Spirit speak to us. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. This scripture, I believe, really will illuminate some things for you. It says this, now we see things imperfectly. That's our life right now what we're seeing is imperfect. Like puzzling reflections in a mirror. I love the wording on this, puzzling. Is life ever puzzling to you? I know it is for me at times. But then, everybody say then. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. What are they referring to? Eternity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Okay, two things I want you to grab out of this. If you've ever wondered when you get to heaven, if you'll be able to ask God why this happened or didn't happen, this answers your question. The answer is yes. That in eternity, the things that are incomplete, partial, puzzling, It says, then you will know everything completely. There is a time coming, not now, but then, when all will be revealed to you so you can understand the big picture. Now, the Bible teaches us that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Can we all say amen? So when we read the scripture, it says, but then I will know everything completely. You don't get to know everything completely yet, but this is the best part just as God now knows me completely. He does know you completely. He's all involved in your story right now. He's involved in your circumstances. He's involved in your life. He knows how A is connecting to B and to C and Z and everything in between. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When we don't understand why did this thing happen? Why did that have to happen? Why did I go through this? God, what if I would have done this? Have you ever been there? Anybody? Come on, any honest people? Just wave at me. Hallelujah. That you understand the moments in life. Thank you, brother. That when we hit challenging moments and we're thinking, why, why, why? But don't yet have the answer. You have to have something called faith. See, our life on this earth has to be rooted in him. That's faith. When you don't get the answers right away, you have to have faith, which I like to call trust. That faith is synonymous with the word trust. How big is your faith is how much do you trust God? How much do you trust God? If you have little faith, you don't have much trust. It's that simple. Well, I just don't know if God will do it. You don't trust him. But if something happens, you say, listen, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this pain. My heart is broken. God, it's so dark. Lord, is there ever going to be light? And then you read the word that says... When it's the darkest in the midnight hour, he begins to bring forth the morning before you see it, right? You have faith. Wow, it's dark right now, but God, there's a morning coming. Father, I have tears right now that I'm sowing in sorrow, but you're going to give me joy for every tear of sorrow. Father, I thank you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. You are working all things together for good right now. Even in the pain, even in the sorrow, even in the heartbreak, even in the betrayal. Anybody ever been betrayed? You don't have to raise your hand on that one. I will. But betrayal, that stabbed in the back feeling, that person who said they love you forever and never hurt you, but then they do the exact opposite of what they proclaimed. Man, that wound's deep. And if you're not careful, betrayals will cause you to be stagnant. It can offer an opportunity for you to have unforgiveness in your heart towards people or towards that person. It will absolutely stagnate you, cement you into where you're at, and bitterness will be the result. And before you know it, the enemy gets a stronghold in your life, and you'll never be able to break free from it. But I have good news. It's called trust. It's called faith. That God, even though that person betrayed me lied to me you will not hallelujah hallelujah that's faith and god's so good you know what we're all these crazy free-willed creatures right do you know that god has assigned people for your life that if they will take up the the calling they might be with you and walk with you till you both press on into glory But do you know, because we're free-willed creatures, people can fall off when they shouldn't have. Do you know God's so good, even in those scenarios, you can have faith, he'll bring you somebody else. He'll bring a help me, he'll bring a brother or sister in Christ to undergird you when the one that you loved is no longer there. Maybe life was cut short. Maybe someone passed away and you're like, what, they shouldn't have died yet. This doesn't make sense, God. This is puzzling. This is hurtful. Why are they gone? Why, why, why? We don't get to know the answers yet always. But there will be a day when we do. But here's where faith comes in. 1 Corinthians 13, 12, as we just read, that last part of the scripture, God knows you completely right now. That's why your faith in Christ will hold you through the most trying of seasons because you have faith that lord ah, i may never get to know why this happened while i'm here on earth but i'm going to keep pressing I'm gonna keep trusting and this is why every day you have breath in your body you have to say thank you Jesus it's a present Lord I thank you for this gift called life and Lord today I'm re-surrendering and re-consecrating to you so thank you Jesus that it's uh 2023 it's almost 2024 and I'm gonna live every day to the fullest despite the betrayal I'm gonna press forward despite the losses I'm gonna press forward despite the disappointments i'm gonna press forward because you're no longer pressing forward on your own accord he is working all things together for good to those who love god and to those who are called according to his purpose can we say amen Amen. john 10 10 tells us that the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but i have come to give you life and life abundantly Maybe you've had a season in your life where it didn't feel like it was very abundant. But this is yet still the promise that Christ gives us. That the abundant life, if you could leave the scripture up just for another moment, please. The abundant life that he has promised us, they may have it more abundantly. That that promise will endure through every season. So when you're on the mountaintop, there's abundance. But when you're in a valley, which will come, count it all joy when various trials come your way, right? That you're in the trial moment. There's still an abundance of his kingdom that is pouring into your life to sustain you, to give you strength, perseverance, and character to press on to get to the next mountaintop. This is how good God is for you. And and here's the main thing I want us to grab out of this message about finding balance. That everyday life has more connection to God than you know it at times. Maybe you felt this way. That your Monday routine has nothing to do with your spiritual walk. Eh, Wrong. Every action that you're involved in is actually connected to the big picture. Every breath you take, every word you speak, every person you connect with, every job you do, every dollar you make, every dollar you spend, it is connected. Everyday life has more connection to God than we know. So I want us to look at just a few ways we are pleasing God the Father in our everyday life. We're going to talk about how do we find balance in a few things. So first, how do we find balance in family? Family. Let's talk about family. How do we find balance in family? Finding God in the midst of the chaos of parenting with our children or the challenge of pleasing everyone or all the different things that come our way with family, right? Uh, seasons of family change. There's a season where you are the child. Man, wasn't that a good season for the most part? I mean, you know, the responsibilities that were not there, but you just didn't know it, you know. Um, but then there's a, a season where you're an adolescent and you're starting to grow up and you're starting to feel a little bit of weight of life and you don't know what it is and you're adjusting. Then there's that time where you grow into a young adult. Maybe you get married. Maybe you end up having children of your own. You're parenting now. Then those children start growing up and then you're in the seasons of parenting where now, wow, they're not little babies and the hardest problem was how do I get them to stop crying? I was on an airplane the other day and the baby screamed the entire flight. And pre-children, I was so angry with those people. Make your baby stop. (laughs) Till we had a baby and another and another, and we got on airplanes and understand we're doing everything right, but they just won't stop. All of a sudden, there's a lot more grace for others with screaming babies. (laughs) But isn't that the journey of life? That every season we go through impacts us, grows us, makes us have more patience, makes us see the world a little bit different. So, family. You know, some things about children. How do we find balance in our family if you're a parent? You know, there's some simple things Terry and I have always tried to do and make habits in our life. How do we find balance with our faith, life? How do we center our family in Christ? Maybe you've heard that and desire that. I want my home to be a Christ-centered home. There are strategic things you can do and should do every day if that's your goal to have a Christ-centered home. And I'll give you just two or three examples here. One is pray for your children every night. Every night, even if they're mad at you, even if you're mad at them, pray anyways. There's something about establishing that as a routine that is pivotal to the development of your relationship with them and also to show your child Despite any circumstance, we don't ever stop here. We always consecrate time for prayer. And so even if it was a hard moment, we're still saying, God, we've had a frustrating night, and you know we have. But, Lord, we still glorify you, we honor you, and we thank you. You're going to show us how to grow and learn through it. Part of taking care of the family in Proverbs 22, 6, it says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So praying for your kids every night, praying over your meals, that's simple, but it's important. Are you nature to to bless your food? Why do we do that? You know, Jesus did it. You know, before Jesus fed the 5,000, he took the loaves and fishes, and he gave thanks for them. I don't know about you. I'm always grateful for food, even if it's not my favorite meal. I'm still thankful I have something God's blessed me with, and especially in my travels, as we've gone overseas and literally encountered people starving. That takes a whole nother meaning. I just eat anything. They say, what don't you like? I'll tell you. Pastor Aaron only does not like cottage cheese. That's it. I don't like it. If you bring me cottage cheese, I'm not going to eat it. But I'll eat just about anything else. And part of that came from my rugged travels where I would go places and they would have me as the honored guest and bring me all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, they've brought me heads of animals and cut them open in front of me and gave me a fork. I mean, and they're like, dig in. I'm like. Dig into what? They're like the brain. They start there. You're smart. They're like, oh Lord, help me. You know. They're like eat the eyes. You know, and then you poke them, and they're all jelly. You know, and squishy. Yeah. So we eat all these strange things, but in other countries, you know, it's very normal. They're like, yeah, it's good. It's good for you. What's wrong with you? And all of a sudden, you feel like, oh, you know, you learn culture. But thank God for your food, you know, but teach your children that. Teach them how to be thankful through all things, thankful for what they have. Building a foundation of Christianity has to go further than words. Can I hear an amen? That when we're talking about how do you build a Christ-centered home, your actions speak louder than your words. Your words actually aren't validated till your actions align with your words first corinthians 11 1 says you should imitate me as i imitate christ i remember years ago terry was out with timothy and terry does this frequently as the lord leads her but if she sees someone who's in need or on the side of the road she'll have moments where the holy spirit will speak to her and say go help that person and and not just give them a dollar or five dollars or twenty dollars which is absolutely nothing wrong with that if the lord leads you to do anything but i remember this one scenario these people needed a a tent or something. And she had already shopped and all that. And she said, and Timothy was with him, she's like, We're going back in and buying those people a tent. And he's like, Huh? Why? She's like, God told me to. So they went back into Walmart or wherever they were, bought a tent, went out to those people, and gave them a brand new tent. These people are like, Why are you doing this? Like, Hey, Jesus loves you. God loves you. He knows you have needs. He told me to do it. You know, and it was a moment of witness. But I remember that made a great impact on his life. But As parents that's just one example of many we should have moments where we are leading by example in fact not just moments our life like Paul said imitate me as I imitate Christ so what's your daily life look like your children will reflect you if your children have a potty mouth believe me you probably do I mean isn't that the truth they're learning it in all at school Uh, is it did you ever see the Christmas story and he says the swear word And they say, where did you learn that? And he's like, I've heard my dad say that word, a thousand, you know. But Then he blames some friend and, you know, anyway. What comes out of your mouth will come out of your kid's mouth. Are you blessing God with your mouth? Are you cursing with that mouth? That will begin to reflect how your children speak also. Are you in the room? Say, oh, yeah. So we find balance. What about marriage? We're talking about family, finding balance. First of all, making partnership a priority is number one doing life together not separately living under the same roof is critical lifting each other up going the extra mile for one another when you honor your spouse god's going to help you catch up on things you miss out on or work or different things that that you had to take time away from to be with that person now god gave me my wife and my wife and i constantly uh, tell our children as it comes up at moments and they'll joke and say hey who's your favorite my wife will say oh your dad's my favorite And they're like, what? You know, kids are highly offended, you know. What do you mean, dad's your favorite? She's like, listen, he's going to be with me for life. Y'all are leaving at some point, you know. You know, And when you're gone, he's going to be around. I said, that's right, baby. (laughs) But it's the focus of prioritization to say, hey, we are in this together. We are honoring each other. Now, there are times where we're very busy, right? We have work, we have obligations. But if we've made a commitment, especially to our highest priority, which should be our family, we need to honor those commitments. There's gonna be exceptions always. But how often is it the quote, exception or is it the norm? Yeah, but I'm gonna miss out on work. I'm gonna miss out on money. I'm gonna miss out, I'm not gonna hit the deadline. On and on it goes. I'm telling you, when you take time and prioritize your first ministry, which is your family, you will make up what you think you'll miss out on. God has ways of blessing you because honoring your commitment to your spouse and your children is honoring God. Remember, we're talking about finding balance. I never have enough time with my kids. Make some time. I never have time with my spouse. Find some time and and get creative with it. Terry and I uh, attempt to make downtime every single day a priority, at least one hour at night. We try to do that or early in the morning. And we have coffee time. We've actually been like, hey, we're getting up a little early tomorrow just so we can hang out and our hair's all messy, and we're sipping coffee. We Sometimes we're not even saying much, we're like, what's up, we're awake, you know? It's like, just the fact that we're making it a priority to just sit with each other for a few minutes, it's important, and quality time is important. Um, we always joke about quality time because if we're out running errands, I'm like, hey, is this quality time? You know, we we did the dry cleaning, does this count? She's like, no. So, she's like, we're just, doing stuff together, which is good. But quality time for us, we've helped define in our marriage as uninterrupted non-work and non-responsibility time. So not work or not responsibility time. So that's, you know, hey, we're at the grocery together, spending quality time. Nah, you're together, which is good, but not necessarily quality time, right? So this is a time where we can just hang out together, maybe talk about something that comes up on our heart. And sometimes as Uh, We talk, sometimes we just sit, like I said, sipping coffee in each other's company, not saying a whole bunch, but that is quality time. So we're finding balance by saying, Lord, we're making this a priority. How do you find balance in your work? How do we please God through our work? I want to read you Ephesians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Work with enthusiasm. I like that. Did y'all know I'm very enthusiastic? That's why I jump around like a crazy person. Even when I sing songs, I, I just, ah, I'm full of enthusiasm. But it's biblical. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Verse 8, remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Then we can read that we honor God in 2 Thessalonians 3, 8, 9, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but we worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. These were the apostles teaching the church that leaders should be hands-on. Leaders should be leading the church to work. Church pastors are not designed to be uh, just served and not put the work in right and so any healthy church should have a very hands-on working pastor now the work may change as churches grow etc but you will find healthy churches have very hard-working leadership and the same is true really in companies and different things like that that are successful you'll find leaders at the top of these companies are very hard workers and companies that kind of just seem to just go uh, and never really increase may be lacking in those areas but it's biblical So how do we find balance with our work? Number one, when we are working, we should be putting our effort with enthusiasm and we're working for the Lord rather than a person. You could be working at Circle K gas station, but be serving God through your actions by how you interact with people, how you serve people, how you sell them their bubble gum. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That your efforts on earth, how you interact with humanity is a reflection of your faith. Just like we said with your children the same is true with people God puts in your life and around you work provides for your family work provides for the church can we say amen when we are faithful with our giving faithful with our tithing your work is associated with that and work is being a light into darkness so remember that if you want to build a dream take baby steps to the dream but keep working and you'll find the balance And the last of this is rest. How do we find balance in rest? Now, as I mentioned earlier, we are in a non-resting culture. Now, in other cultures I traveled to, some in Europe, South America, uh, even Australia years ago, and I did a bunch of work there uh, in the music industry. I found out that in these countries, they actually give people a month off as a staple of the culture. How cool is that? America is not this way. We are more and more like Scrooge, aren't we? Like, I'm waiting for the day Christmas isn't even off. You know, like, we, on Thanksgiving, we went out with our kids, and everything was closed. And they were so blown away. Like, why is everything closed? Like, we are so used to having everything open 24-7 at our disposal. So any little thought we have, we can instantly do it at all times. Like, ooh, I want to put that light up. Home Depot, let's go. And when Home Depot was closed, we were messed up. You know, it was like, I want to go to Home Depot. Open the doors. So we're in a society that rest is not something we're good at. We are good at killing ourselves and filling our time with so many different things. But rest is biblical. How do we find rest in Jesus? Remember a Matthew 11 29 30 take my yoke upon you and learn from me i am gentle and lowly in heart you will find rest for your souls my yoke is easy and my burden is light first of all it's okay to rest can we all say amen yeah. do you ever feel guilty if you rest that's part of society if you do and i know many people that feel that way because you're like i'll rest when i get it all done and how many of us know it never gets all done the second you get a portion of it done new stuff has come and filled its place so you have to cut out rest time and it's something you might have to fight for in your own life and schedule at moments but don't feel guilty about it do it and can I also say don't make church your first place to cut out amen. amen no can I say because so many times like oh I need to rest I'm not going to church no 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 now why is that important because that's the place where you get spiritually filled up and when you're spiritually filled up you will find rest in christ can i suggest you cut out something else maybe a hobby that brings no value to your life right or maybe take a day off of work or something like that but like oh no i'm not going to touch any of that stuff well if you just only touch god's time that's going to be a problem for you and the enemy now is gonna get a foothold in your life if you're not careful. Don't cut out church, cut out something else. It's biblical to rest and sleep. Find balance, make time for God. He'll take care of everything else. The last thing I wanna to say to you is that all balance is found in your faith in Christ. So today's we're talking about uh, finding balance in family and in work and in rest. You have to purposefully craft your life for all three of these circles. We will say, what about my spiritual walk? Is that a fourth area? No, I would, I would put your spiritual walk as like a circle around all three of them. That your faith in Christ is actually and should be your covering for everything. And... So these are things that you need every day. Now, I've preached this many times. I'm going to give them to you again. Are you ready? Number one, you got to read the word daily. This gives you truth, his truth. Number two, you need daily prayer for direction of that truth. When you receive the truth, prayer gives you direction. What do I do with this truth I have in my spirit? Number three is attending church. Why is that important? It's for the development of the direction. You've gained truth, you've prayed, now you've got some direction, but church develops that direction. Church is the only place you can come after you've had a word from God and now have either your pastors or other churchgoers in the church that you trust strengthen you, iron sharpening iron, lifting you up, praying for you, exhorting you and pushing you. You're not gonna find it at Home Depot. They will give you a hammer at Home Depot, but they're not gonna help you craft your destiny are you in the room? That's what church is for. So when you get the truth, you're getting direction for the truth. Church develops the direction you're getting. And number four, build godly relationships. This is so critical, and this is also why church is pivotal. You need godly relationships for accountability of the development. You're getting truth. Prayer is giving you direction. Church is now developing that direction, undergirding it, lifting it up. Godly relationships hold you accountable for the development that's taking place. Accountable if we're sinning. You need somebody you can confess to, and they will help you and lift you out. You need accountability if God spoke to you to do something that somebody's like, hey, are you doing that thing yet that you told me about? Dang, I forgot I told you about that. Right. That's the purpose of godly relationships. No, I haven't started yet. Well, man, when are you going to go? You know, I have different ones in my life and Terry have different ones that through the years we would have these moments and they just be like, let's do it now. And I'm like, man, I don't I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But different people that God put in your life that are full of faith will say, why not now? And sometimes we need that push. Many times we do. We need the challenge. We need somebody back. You can do it. Go. And you need someone to put their their foot in your back and push a little bit right through faith and that's going to help us get running and moving towards the vision that God has given us can we all say amen Amen. so here's what I want us to do today and uh, Nikita if you'd be so kind to come up I want us just to take a moment in prayer I want to ask everyone if you could close your eyes bow your head in reverence and I want you just to think about your life for a second this morning think about areas of your life that are trying challenging areas of your life that you feel maybe out of balance in and the real question i'm going to ask for yourself just to think about for a moment do you feel your life is in balance do you feel it's exactly what god wants for you and has for you And you may find that you feel like, no, it feels a little chaotic. It's not really where I want it. And that's okay. That's okay. But today, as we pray, I'm believing for the Holy Spirit to help us today. The word says that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our Prince of Peace. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. So as we pray as you pray over your life, as you pray over your circumstances. Maybe you need a breakthrough in an area. Maybe there's something you've been working enthusiastically for, but you, you haven't seen the breakthrough. You can submit it to God. Maybe your relationship or your marriage is not where you want it to be. Submit that to the Lord. Maybe it's parenting. Maybe it's your children. Maybe you feel like things are not in order with them right now. Whatever it is, you feel in the blank. Maybe you just feel like you're not resting ever, and you're exhausted, beyond exhausted right now in this moment with our with our eyes closed and our heads bowed, lord we're going to pray and my goal as we pray together then in this next few moments the holy spirit will begin to first of all exhort you encourage you and comfort you and secondly we're going to give the holy spirit a few moments today to just speak to us and when he speaks something to your heart when we're done here today the first thing i want you to do Write it down. Type it on your phone. Write it on paper. Lest you forget it. So we're going to pray now. And with that thing in mind, whatever it is that feels out of balance, we're going to pray for that thing together now. Here we go. Father, Lord, I pray for every person, every person watching online and every person in this room. Lord, the areas of our life that feel out of balance we surrender it to you now because you make all things work together for good for those who love God so we're here today say God we love you we want to put you first we want to make our life first in your eyes and our relationship with you first so Holy Spirit would you help us now Would you speak to us now? Would you guide us now in the areas that we've been struggling or feeling out of balance? We thank you that according to your word, you don't desire us to live out of balance. You desire us to live an abundant life. You desire us to live a life, Lord, that is balanced and centered in you. And so, Lord, today we ask for these things. Lord, for relationships. Show us, Lord, where we could do better. Lord, in our marriages, show us how we can make time a priority or stay up a little later, go to be, or get up a little earlier, whatever it is, or find moments together if we're missing that. Lord, for our children, Lord, show us how to parent better. Lord, show us how to just live a life that exemplifies you in every breath, every word, every step we take. Lord, in our work, Father, if we're not feeling like we're succeeding in work or we're going from job to job to job, Lord, I thank you, Lord, you create stability where it feels unstable. So Lord, I thank you as we honor you with our work. Father, then you will honor our effort because we're not working for man, we're not working for that boss, we're not working for that company. Really, we're working for you. That Lord, we are honoring you with our actions. Even if no one sees them, you see them, God, and you're blessed by them. And Lord, for rest, Lord, those that just feel absolutely tapped, drained, overextended, Father, I pray now, you begin to, Holy Spirit, just begin to, number one, encourage that it's okay and that, Lord, you're there with them. And Holy Spirit, that you would give them a plan, Lord, of when to rest and and take away that guilt, Lord, there's no guilt in rest, that, Lord, we should rest and it's needed and a good thing and you commanded it for the Sabbath should be holy, that, Lord, we would have a Sabbath in our schedule and start making a Sabbath day. So now for the next just 30 seconds, I want you just to pray to the Lord and just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you now. Let's do that now. speak to us Holy Spirit we love you, speak to us we want to hear your voice we want to hear your voice your guidance, your direction Holy Spirit. Lord I thank you I thank you you're speaking to us today Lord I thank you you're speaking to us today giving us insight, giving us guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me ask a question as we're just in this kind of moment with the Lord. How often do we slow down just to seek Him like we're doing now? Some maybe more than others. Is the Lord speaking to you today? Write down what you feel he's speaking to your heart. I've had different ones say to me, when you're learning, because we're all learning, how do I hear the voice of God? How do I know it's the Lord? All these types of things. And the simplest thing is this, when you consecrate yourself to God in a holy moment, and you can do this anywhere, do it at your home, do it at church, you can do it in your car. Usually it should be privately or with your spouse maybe. But these make-alone moments and just give the Lord 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Worship Him, sing, or just put on worship music, but then pray. And honestly, there's times like this I like to do weekly, personally, where I'll just turn everything off then and not have any distractions. I'll even turn my phone on. Do not disturb the greatest feature ever. But it's amazing in those quiet moments, as things come to your heart in those moments, I believe many times that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And he'll give you guidance, wisdom. He'll he'll, he'll share something with you or give you peace about a circumstance. I'm just giving you what what Terry and I do, but then I wanna challenge you even today. Write it down. Like right now, like grab your phone, just like type on it, anything you felt the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Go on, it's all right. Write it down now because you want to capture it in the moment. And this is a part about learning to walk in an active relationship with God that he's communicating with us, connecting with us, speaking things to our heart. And you might say, well, Pastor, I don't don't feel anything. That's okay, too. But the exercise is part of the journey. So I want to encourage you, do it again, do it again, do it again. And watch. You'll get more sensitive to hearing his voice, and you'll begin to learn, wow, that was the Holy Spirit. I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me about this. That's what came to my heart. And a lot of times when I'm praying, I like to kind of clear the deck and not try to insert my thoughts and just say, Lord, just I love you, Lord, just speak to me whatever. And then that in those moments, a lot of times something will just there'll be one thing that just comes and it's over. and I'm like, okay, I receive, I receive it, I receive it. And I can walk out of those prayer moments with the confidence, with that help. and we make life decisions off of it. Terry and I do. I mean, we both of us walk according to what we're feeling, the Lord speaking to us Amen. Well, does anybody love the Lord in this room today? Come on, let's give him a clap this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Finding balance. All right, you guys. So this week, this week, this week, we're going to challenge you. Take what the Lord's speaking to you. Start applying it. If you're like, I didn't get anything. Well, go, go back to the Lord till you get something. He's good. He will give it to you. Amen. And he'll bless you. Hey, thank you so much for watching today and I pray the message was a blessing to your life. If you wanna stay up to date with all things Expect Hope, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on social media. You know, we can't do what we do without you. And if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry, please go to expecthopechurch.com. You know, it's impossible to meet all the needs without so many faithful supporters just like you. Thank you for your consideration. And if you're ever in the Denver area, we invite you to come join us for a service on Sunday morning. God bless you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow to stay up to date in everything we're doing at Expect Hope. We hope this podcast encouraged you and that it will help you through any trials you may be going through. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed rest of your week.